Good afternoon. So our gospel from Mark drops us right in the middle of a story that started last week and will end next week. Last Sunday we had heard that Jesus had returned home to Nazareth to teach in the synagogue on the Sabbath where he was rejected by everyone who knew him. They were asking what kind of wisdom can come from a carpenter, the son of Mary. So the story continues this weekend, and on the heels of his rejection by his own family and friends, as Jesus now turns his attention to his chosen 12 disciples and calls them forth to head out two by two on their own in order to evangelize. So you got to imagine how these disciples were feeling, how nervous they had to be. I mean, they just witnessed their own master rejected by those who knew him the best. They had no formal education. At best, maybe a few were able to read and write a bit. And other than following and witnessing the words and actions of the Christ, they had no real ministerial religious training. And it was certainly long before dogma and doctrines ever were known. For the most part, they were simple fishermen, but all called by Christ to be his chosen ones, to spread the good news, and to do this by encountering others. See, just as we heard, the directions given to the twelve were few. They were to take nothing but a walking stick and sandals. And they were to enter a house where they were welcomed and stay there until it was time to go. In essence, they were to go forth in humility and poverty, not from a position of power and wealth and prestige. And they had to rely on the hospitality of those that they encountered. In other words, they, like Jesus, who had just been renounced by his own home, are to take on the status of sojourner in the land. You know, in his exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel, Pope Francis reminds us that by virtue of our baptism, we too are being asked to take on the challenge of what he calls missionary disciples, a role that's so critical to us today because there's so many people in our society who are living and dying on the margins. We encounter them every day at work and at church, in our community, even in our homes. But for this encounter to happen, it requires us to open our eyes and step outside our comfort zones, thereby allowing us to develop a closer relationship with that other person. By doing so, we are welcoming the hungry and the thirsty, and the sick and the homeless, and the immigrant and the imprisoned, and the broken and the lost, all into the body of Christ. As we saw with the disciples, there's no training required. There's no formal education and doctrine and dogma needed. It comes down to asking ourselves, who around us, maybe so different from us, can I develop a deeper relationship with in order to share with them the joy of the gospel? For you see, living and sharing the word of God falls on you and on me. But what does this type of interaction or modern evangelization look like? This is how Pope Benedict once described it. 
He said we must sit down and talk to each other without a focus on trying to convert the other person. Rather, the reason is not for us to talk, but for us to listen. And in doing so, we will find a great richness coming out of them. And this is their gift to you. And what you give them is the same thing. See, if you and I do this, don't be surprised that when you walk away from the encounter, you find yourself changed more than the one you reached out to. Because authentic spirituality is more about changing ourselves than necessarily changing others, as both sets of eyes are more open to the joy of the gospel. See, indeed, encountering and evangelizing entails treating all people with care and respect and the love that God has given them and thus God has given us. So coming out of these past 18 months of COVID, perhaps what we have lacking is this notion of what's an encounter look like. But when we do take the time and patience to enter into an encounter, we're able to be in that place that overcomes and surpasses the distinctions between all social and political and racial and economic boundaries. For true encounter allows us to go directly to the heart of humanity. But the question remains, how can we better reach this heart today? In a recent letter penned by Pope Francis, he wrote, God's style has three elements, closeness, compassion, and tenderness. This is how God comes closer to each one of us. Well, how powerful would that be if we use just those three elements as our starting point when we had an encounter with somebody else? See, sometimes it seems our Pope gets criticized every so often because his writing and his actions exemplifying the qualities of God's care for us most often leads with closeness and compassion rather than doctrinal teaching. For his wisdom on how to evangelize is made clear when he writes, Jesus asks us for a non-judgmental gaze because love alone heals life. God loves everyone. So let others live and try to approach them with love. For pointing fingers and judging others are frequently signs of an inability to accept our own weaknesses and our own frailty. So you may be sitting there saying to yourself, well, not me. I didn't sign up for that. You did, Deacon. You got the robes on. But if you look carefully, all we're being asked to do is to allow the movement of the Holy Spirit within us for the sake of others. But it requires us to focus on our own prayer life. We can remember the model that Christ gave us. See, first, he always reached out to others independent of who they were, for there's no worthiness hurdle that has to be attained. And then his invitation usually began with the words, do not be afraid, and ended with, I will be with you always. As you leave here today, 
I send you with these three questions to ponder this week. What would happen if every one of us took time each week to love and care and walk with another person as Christ did? What if we paused long enough to show one other person what the love of Christ looks like and feels like so that they can recognize and be open to Jesus' love for them? And then imagine, what would our family, our community, and frankly, our world look like if each of us grew to be a non-judgmental, missionary disciple of only God's grace, love, and compassion. In doing so, we would live a life that continually enters into an encounter with the sacred mystery of the other.